last year, I went to Ghana. Now in Ghana, you have the president that is in charge of the whole country. And within the country, there are regions. And the regions are governed by kings or queens. I went to the rainforest region. And sometimes you are invited to give a courtesy visit to the king. And I had such an invitation. Now I had never stood before a king before. And we went to his courts. And it was an open court with a throne. And either side of the king were six elders. Six elders one side, six elders the other side. They were all dressed in traditional dress. That is, the material came over one shoulder and under the other arm. One by one, the elders came and shook hands with us and went back to their place. Then the king stood. And I stood. And he looked straight at me and he says, you have a message from God for me. Wow. I have prepared nothing. <laughs> I just opened the Bible anywhere. And I began to read from scripture. And it came on Deuteronomy 13, verse 10. If you obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in this book of the law, if you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and then I went down to verse 15. See, I have set before you this day life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways, and by keeping his commandments and his statutes, and his ordinances, then you shall live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you. But if we look around us, we do not see God blessing the lands. In Africa, you see drought in one country. At the same time, you will see floods in another country. And the crops are not always yielding their fruits at the right time. And there are many living in poverty. Well, the king could see this. And I said, but it's not only in Africa, it's throughout the world. Because people have turned away from God. And then the Lord showed me Isaiah 24, verse 4. It says, The earth mourns and withers, 
the world languishes and withers. The heavens languish together with the earth. The earth lies polluted under its inhabitants. For they have transgressed the laws, violated the statutes, broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore a curse devours the earth, and its inhabitants suffer for their guilt. You see, the moment Adam and Eve ate from the fruit of the tree of good, of the knowledge of good and evil, in that moment he gave a perfect earth. Up to that point there was no sin, there was no sickness, no floods, no earthquakes. It was a perfect earth. In that moment, he gave the earth that God had given to man, because it says in Genesis, let us make man in our image and give him dominion over all the earth. The cattle, the fish, birds of the air, and every creeping thing. Suddenly in that moment, when Adam and Eve ate from the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, Adam and Eve gave this perfect earth over to Satan in return for the knowledge of good and evil. And we know what the devil has done with the earth. We know how he has been tempting man to sin ever since, has inflicted disease and sickness, earthquakes and droughts, and every problem. If he can't attack you one way, he'll attack you with another. If he can't attack you with the other, he will lie to you. And through the worldly systems, leading you away from the truth of the Word of God. You know, the devil hates human beings because human beings are made in the image of God. And he hates God because God cast him out of heaven, having sinned within his heart. And the devil is in revenge against God. And how can he hurt God most? By taking those people he loves most down to hell with him. And the devil is going full out to take as many human beings down to hell with him as he can. But the good news is, John 3.16 God loved the world so much that he gave his only son that those who believe in him shall not die but shall have everlasting life. What was the first miracle Jesus did? He turned the water into wine. That is a miracle over creation. He also walked on the water, calmed the storms, and fed 5,000 people with only five small loaves and two small fishes. And they gathered up 12 baskets of crumbs. 
Jesus also had authority to forgive sin. He also had authority over demons and cast out demons wherever he went. He also had power to heal the sick and heal all who came to him. He also had power to raise the dead and waited three days before he called Lazarus forth. And then he himself rose from the dead on the third day in total victory against all evil. Why did he do that? To take back what the devil had taken from man by deceiving Adam and Eve, to give it back to his people, his believers. And he says, you go out to do the same. He says, and even greater things than these shall you do because I go to the Father. Why aren't we seeing it? Well, the Lord took me back to Deuteronomy. From verse 13, from verse 8. And you shall again obey the voice of the Lord and keep all his commandments which I command you this day. The Lord God will make you abundantly prosperous in all the work of your hand, the fruit of your body, and in the fruit of your cattle, and in the fruit of your ground. For the Lord again will take delight in prospering you. And the king said, I received this message from the Lord, and I will do it. Well, the king sent his twelve elders to the crusade as well, and five of them got instantly healed. Many, many, many people came and filled the grounds between the banana trees and coconut palms. And we gave them our message of salvation and many came to Jesus that day and many got healed. There was a certain lady who had broken her collarbone. She had had the x-rays of the collarbone having healed with one bone over the other. She was unable to lift her arm more than a few inches from her body. She was due to go back the following Monday to have the bones broken and reset. But we prayed for her and Jesus did a miracle for she could suddenly raise her head high above her head. And the next day when she went back, those bones were perfectly healed and she has the x-rays of the perfectly healed bones. <laughs> I like to keep the healings that have medical evidence of the healings because Jesus is alive. Well, I got a message from the king of the rainforest two months ago 
He's building churches. He has obeyed the word of God. And people are going to Jesus. This is what Jesus does. He's not out to reach a few churches. He's out to reach whole countries. Because he is Lord. When we learn to obey his voice. Because he's alive. So why are we not living the victory that Jesus gave us on the cross? Well, if we turn to John 3, verse 31, there's a very interesting passage. It says... He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth belongs to the earth and of the earth he speaks. He who comes from heaven is above all. He bears witness to what he has seen and heard. What is this saying? He's talking of two realms, an earthly realm and a heavenly realm. Now when Adam and Eve sinned against God, God said that they eat of the fruit of this tree, of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, in that day you shall surely die. The moment Adam and Eve were sent from the Garden of Eden, they were spiritually cut off from God to be born of the flesh only, limited to the earthly realm. But the moment we receive Jesus into our hearts as Lord and Saviour, and get baptized in his Holy Spirit, which he sent upon the disciples, we become born again of heaven. We can say, our Father, which art in heaven. Our only believers can call God our Father. And Jesus would not have taught us to say our Father, which art in heaven, unless it was possible for us to get there while we are still on this earth. How? Through prayer. Prayer and the Holy Spirit within us raises us up above the limits of our own lives into the glorious, holy, supernatural presence of God. It says in Ephesians 1 verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ 
with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. He destined us in love to be his sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. Then let us go to verse 17 to see what he gives us in the heavenly places. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom, of revelation in the knowledge of him. We can come to know God in prayer. From verse 18, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power in us who believe according to the working of his great might, which he accomplished in Christ when he raised him from the dead and made him sit at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age but also in that which is to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him head over all things for the church which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. When Jesus rose from the dead, he got total victory over every demonic thing. Total victory over every curse of the devil. Victory over every sin, Victory over every sickness. Then let's go down to chapter 2 from verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. For by grace you have been saved. The moment we received Jesus into our hearts and got baptized in the Holy Spirit, we were made alive again with Christ, his sons and daughters. From verse 6 it says, And raise us up with him and made us sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the coming 
ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Where? In heaven? Or down here? Down here? In Christ, in prayer, we can raise up above the earthly realm to be seated with Christ in the heavenly places. You see, if we just stay as babies in the kingdom of heaven, having been saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit, but not growing up into Christ, then there is not much difference between us and the world. But when we truly put God first, above our comforts, above our likes, above our jobs, our monies, our pleasures, our holidays, when we really put God first and we really seek Him in prayer, then He raises us each up into the heavenly realm by the power of his Holy Spirit. And then he gives us the authority of the name of Jesus to cast out demons, to cast out sickness, to lay hands on people and they become miraculously healed, to walk in a new dimension, that dimension that Jesus calls each one of us to do, and that dimension that is possible for every single one of us to live. When we really start to live for Jesus in that way, we become to realize that power behind the cross is real. That every word in this Bible is backed with the power of heaven. We will no longer read the Bible and say, right, I've read the Bible for the day, I've done my duty and go on with life in the worldly realm. We will have not just read the scriptures, we have believed the scriptures we have allowed the scriptures to become part of our lives. Then as we walk in the reality of the truth of the scriptures, suddenly then the power of heaven becomes activated through our lives in power. Amen. Then we begin to live on the heavenly realm.